Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with a current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to the one more episode of India Career Center. Today we are going to talk about uh, digitization and how uh, its role is going to be more and more important going forward. And to discuss that, uh, we got a very, very special guest, which I will introduce a little later. Um, Before that, I just want to set the context. Uh, You know, the Digitization as a trend, I think uh, one of the four big trends which is currently happening uh, in the world and digitization is one of them. Uh, If you look at uh, the top five tech companies of uh, today, their sales revenues were 1.4 trillion US dollars in the year 2021. And it it is estimated that their, their sales revenues were more than the uh, GDP of Mexico. And that is going to grow even faster as uh, more and more technology becomes accessible. The 5G is going to come in a big way uh, into India and and many parts of the world as well. Digitization as a concept is going to grow much faster. Also the e-commerce, which is currently estimated to be about uh, 11, 12 trillion uh, US dollars uh, business that's going to grow at least by five times by 2030. So uh, the concept of digitization in every field is going to grow faster. And to discuss more about it and how somebody has done this very, very successfully uh, uh, in India and showing the pathway to, to, to the young generation and to the uh, uh, young people in India, we have got uh, our special guest today, Siddharth Rajshikhar. Welcome uh, to our show. So Siddharth Rajshikhar is also known as SIDS in his community. In his, He's the founder of Internet Lifestyle Hub, one of the largest communities for coaches, trainers, teachers, and experts with over 15,000 paid members. As a master digital coach, he has helped over 40 crore patis already by help helping them digitize their knowledge and build digital tribes. Siddharth is focused on building a new world with a fresh breed of digital leaders who teach what they love based on the core principles of passion, humanity, simplicity, while enhancing one's happiness and overall productivity. As an acclaimed lifestyle entrepreneur and international speaker, Siddharth has trained over 300,000 people in the last 10 years, recognized as one of the India's leading and sought after info marketing specialist. Siddharth has worked closely with renowned international experts like Robert Kiyosaki, Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfields. After running multiple uh, multi-million dollar online campaigns for the companies and helping people make money online, in the last 10 years, Siddharth has developed 
and perfected the freedom business model. The freedom business model focuses on helping people take their expertise online and building a super profitable digital coaching business without an office and employees. Siddharth, uh, it's, uh, your story is amazing. And uh, uh, I formally once again welcome you to this uh, India Career Center, a small initiative towards uh, bringing knowledge to the young people. And, and uh, the primary goal of this uh, channel is to really get our young people, get ready for the careers of 2030 and beyond. And, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much to take out uh, time from your busy schedule. I know you are completely tied up with uh, so many things uh, and uh, it's a great honor to, to have you on the show. Thank you so much. So Siddharth, uh, before we dive into the, the, the uh, topic about digitization and your journey and all that, I would want you to tell us about your childhood, your early life, your education, and what were your early influences and how, uh, what has really shaped you to what you are today? Yeah. Thank you once again, inviting me to this uh, podcast. And I think it's a very relevant topic and even the audience, uh, those, those of you who are listening to this, uh, it's, this could be a very important uh, topic to discuss and know about uh, because of, you know, even my background. So when you're asking me about my background, I'm a college dropout. Uh, I don't have a degree even till today next to my name. And uh, what shaped me uh, in my childhood days was my, you know, the family upbringing. My, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. He comes from a large family of uh, seven brothers, five sisters. So I was brought up in a joint family till my seventh standard. And uh, we were in Bangalore, uh, Langford Road. My grandfather was a very successful businessman. Uh, he only studied till his fifth standard. And because of the family pressures, he got into business at a very young age, even though his father was not a business owner. So my great grandfather was, he was a typist in, a, in a, some British company. He was just working so pre-independence era. And in 1950, uh, you know, my grandfather set up his own business and uh, on JC Road in Bangalore. And, you know, he built a, a legacy uh, company during his time. I'm talking 1950s all the way till 90. I was born in 1983. So when I was born into that same house where, uh, you know, the entire John family was. And I remember uh, some of the things that shaped me. My grandpa used to always tell me, you know, never let schooling interfere with your education. He was quoting Mark Twain. He would say all for one, one for all. He would use uh, things like, uh, he was a very charitable man. Uh, his, he would say your, your uh, left hand should not know what your right hand is giving. That's how you should be giving charity. Like, uh, so charity was a very important thing. And of course, he went through his own uh, you know, journey. Uh, he lost his, uh, I've not seen my grandmother. So she passed away a year before I was born. So ever since he lost, then you know everything deteriorated, his health deteriorated. He got into alcoholism and a few other, maybe had like cycles of life. You know, we went through that journey. We lost all the wealth. And uh, our family from a big joint house, uh, I mean, joint family, big bungalow that we lived in, uh, we had to go and downsize completely to a small place. And and I think that was a lesson that uh, that we had to learn uh, as a family. To, and uh, so my parents really took care of me well. I studied in uh, Bishop Cotton's right through. Uh, some of the best times I had in school, I was an outstanding student, uh, always standing outside class, not inside class. Uh, I was playing cricket, I used to be into music, I was into all kinds of extracurricular activities. I could not sit in the boring classroom, it felt too uh, 
too boring for me even though it is a great school so i had a, a fabulous time in school doing other things not the academics somehow scraped to did like 60 70% in my 10th icse and then in 11th and 12th was a was a game changer you know because i went from uh, bishop cordons to ssmrv uh, rv institutions in bangalore and uh, it was like completely let loose playing snooker was not in class i had 11% attendance in my 11th standard which is crazy all the proxies going on today things are more strict for the kids i guess uh, and 12th i flunked because naturally i was not so much involved in the classroom i was always out doing all, all extracurricular things you know playing games and hanging out with friends and when i failed my 12th uh, I, i flunked my 12th maths board exams you know it was a uh, calculus i went, went never went into my head when i would see integration symbol my brain would like switch off uh, even today i don't we don't use it but the interesting thing is uh, i love uh, business mathematics i've grown a multi million dollar business you know i love the numbers but what i realized is right through that journey the the environment uh, for learning is such an important thing so i realized that uh, you know when i was not in the right environment i was not growing in other words when 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 i was just boxed into a cage and asked to do things i would never do it uh, and later on when i flunked my 12th i found a course in uh, sound engineering here in chennai it is called sae school of audio engineering since i've been playing keyboards since the age of 10 uh, that was the only logical thing because they were taking people in after 10th they did not ask for a 12th certificate so i went into this course a diploma course one year and uh, 18 years old i was it was just a one year course by the end of that one year i scored 92% in that course i was a topper there and i uh, ended up getting my first job at the age of 19 so my first job was teaching people how to make music uh, how to use uh, software to make music so so that was a paradigm shift while i was you know brought up in an environment with uh, where i felt like i was caged here the learning environment was so much more open it was so much more fun there were only 20 people in a class uh, the lecturers who were teaching me were uh, just maybe 2 3 years older than me maybe 24 25 year old lecturers so the relatability was more and i was learning a topic that i really loved no one had to pressurize me to learn something and um, i was literally living and breathing in the studios all day long i made i think i made more than 200 songs in the span of 2 years you know doing projects for my other friends and my close friends now are working with ar rahman they're working in bollywood and other places so the interesting turn uh, of events that took place is uh, because i was good at that craft uh, and i was teaching also i was making music i was producing music and teaching at the same time uh, a company in dubai called me in and in their 2005 uh during the time when the ringtones uh thing was really popular the midi ringtones polyphonic ringtones short codes and you know cdma networks and there's like the previous era before iphone the pre iphone era so uh that was the time i got an off- job offer in uh, dubai so i was in dubai internet city for 2 years and i used to be making ringtones for all mobile telecom operators like reliance and airtel and you know many of these different companies and you know the best part is uh i ended up building a team of uh content creators for the mobile space we had a team of more than 10 15 of us and i grew up the corporate ladder very fast i came back to india did a lot of work for tata tele services i used to travel to mumbai from bangalore tinchpokli volta's house office i used to go there do a lot of testing on devices and i grew up the corporate ladder so while on one hand it seemed like i flunked my 12th i don't have a degree but i i made up and i was making more uh, income than many of my you know regular school buddies who went through the be and bsc route and uh, so the career took that turn because again i was i loved what i was doing and i was uh, i was honing my craft 
and I was really getting better at uh, at that. And of course, I was blessed to be at the right place at the right time. And I had blessed to have some great bosses who really could enhance, who allowed me to be more creative, uh, understanding my nature and stuff. So grew up the corporate ladder really fast. In 2011 uh, is when I came into the whole digital marketing industry after I lost my job when the CDMA networks are going. But the principles, if I have to ask, answer the question, the principles that shaped my childhood were, one is uh, like always pursuing things that align with my my core passions, like what I really want to do, I'll only do that. Uh, I was uh, even till even now I'm a little bit of a rebel. Like if everybody is doing something, I like to do something in a different way. I, I you know it's not like a sheep mentality doing everything else. I like to question things. So curiosity, questioning things, uh, being trying, uh, being different and unique, and following my heart. Uh, so these were some of the guiding principles, which uh, which helped me progress through the tough times and the great times. And thanks to my grandfather's value prince, value system that he he set as a childhood. In fact, I remember when I was eight years old, I came back home. My grandpa was in the in the bedroom. I mean, he was in the hall. I went to him and I asked him, uh, you know, Tata, why should I go to school? I asked him this question when I was an eight-year-old kid. And then he uh, held my hands. He looked into my eyes and he said, Sid, never let schooling interfere with your education. Whether you're inside school or outside school, keep learning. He planted that idea when I was, and I did not understand what he was saying when, he, when I was eight years old. But when I failed my 12th, in, when I was 18, that's when I realized that lifelong learning is the only way, you know, is, is, that, is that, uh, it's the best way to grow. So it's been a lifelong learning journey. Even now I'm always learning something new. And uh, thanks to the mentors who came into my life after that, I was able to implement this principle of learn, do and teach simultaneously. So when you learn something, when you implement that knowledge and you share it with others, it reinforces and that's the fastest way to grow. And uh, that's the principle on which I built and built my community also. So yeah, music has been my core, spirituality, technology. These are like the underlying themes that have been uh, really, that, that have shaped me as a person over the last maybe 20, 30 years. Yeah. Great. Uh, awesome journey, uh, I must say. And I must uh, add here that uh, Sid uh, was very clear as to what he wanted and that's why he could choose. I mean, despite all the obstacles, all the, all the, all the failure, what he saw early, he could uh, decide on what to do and he was clear about it. And that's how uh, I think the, the destiny opened up automatically. Uh, here, I would like to mention that uh, parents or, or students who are going to see us on this YouTube channel or going to hear to us on this podcast, um, there are scientific methods to really um, assess, to help you, guide you in terms of taking the right decision based on your core strength, which is your, uh, your own personality, your interest, your abilities, and take that support. I think Sid probably didn't have that, but he knew exactly what he wanted. But if you need help, I think do that. Uh, there are professionals who can help you out. On this show note, of course, I will reach out to you with a Google form, which you can fill it at and, and, and share it with me. I can uh, do a 30 minutes of counseling for you uh, to help you to show the right direction. Now, coming back uh, to uh, Sid, uh, the second question, I thought uh, I'll just ask you about. So uh, during the early part of uh, your, your profession, uh, which is mainly into making those ringtones and, and, and working with these CDMA-based uh, organizations, and, and then uh, 
what what exactly happened i know the cdma as a technology had to go out i don't know exactly what could be the reason so maybe you can also uh, throw some light on that and then how you moved on to uh, to the switched over to the new career yeah so i remember the cdma networks the big ones so reliance and tata indicom at that point were like you know they had the ability to uh, reach out to more and the whole concept of app store was only in those networks so the tata had a tata zone reliance had their own thing and airtel and all gsm networks were still mostly short code based there was not really an app at the at that time so yeah that transition i think after iphone was launched and when the smartphone uh, and the revolution started off uh, all of this technology started to get redundant and you know like 2g 3g and all you know, things like started to move for, move over so the company that i was working for was one of the sub uh, we were the content uh, app developer apps development and testing company for tata teleservices so we would do all of that and manage the their app store and uh, so i i you know on one side i worked a lot with uh, with the music side the creative side and the all of that and during the last uh, few years of my uh, the corporate life i was doing a lot of work on excel you know i was really managing people managing teams looking at data analyzing reports and uh, so i got a, a good blend of both the creative and analytical side of of things you know through that uh, journey of 8 years uh, working in the corporate world so what shifted is once this industry was going down the company was downsizing and uh, my boss he, he told me one day like you know there's no role now for you you just need to, you need to think about doing something else uh, even though you've been a good employee i was i was doing very well in that company uh, you know i was getting things done but the industry was not really the we were not, we were not profitable the company started to move down so during that point i was thinking okay should i go back to a job or shall i start a business and uh, that business bug was always there inside me because i've read robert kiyosaki's rich dad poor dad as a kid and uh, as a college kid and uh, entrepreneurial bug had gone into my system at that point and my grandfather's an entrepreneur my father's an entrepreneur uh he used to be running a you know business uh, in the road construction machinery spare parts like offline proper offline business so i was thinking okay let's let's do something so in 2009 i had launched an album of my own along with my wife uh, she's a she's a singer she used to be an indian idol finalist in 2006 you might have seen her on tv her name is vanita so we got married in 2008 and we launched this album and independently on social media without any uh, you know we didn't make a single physical copy of a cd and uh, it was a fusion album i produced the music she sang i also sang you know we just put it out and we had more than uh, some 500 or 800 people who bought our album at 10 dollars each in 2009 with just some soft promotion that we did you know with our own networks and that's when i realized the power of digital and i at that point i started to get into digital marketing around 2008 2009 i was uh, dabbling into blogging and wordpress and i was learning about how to build websites parallelly while i was doing my job so in 2011 when i lost my job i said okay let's uh, let's uh, learn digital marketing for 6 months so 6 months i went and bought all kinds of courses and i bought one course specifically on how to launch an agency a social media agency so i launched this course and at that point of time my uh, one of my family members she was running a, a web development company and i told her you know what it's not just about websites it's about social media so social media was just in the you know booming stage the agency side of it this is 2011 so i told her let's start a an agency so we rebranded that company and we called it uh, scion social and then we we started to you know do work there so it was just me her and another guy that we hired 
and I used to build websites, WordPress websites. We had these different social media packages and posting all, all of that sort of basic uh, stuff that we used to do for others, Facebook pages and Twitter pages. So that agency grew from a three member team, three of us to a 40 member organization over a span of five years. And uh, in that phase, I was able to do work for people like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Brian Tracy, all these big names. So the personal development, all the big events that used to be happening in India, uh, I was spearheading those projects as the founder of the company and as the project head, like to run uh, run campaigns, lead generation campaigns. We would do the postings. We would get a lot of people to uh, register on the pages. So that went on for at least uh, from 2012, we started till 2018. So a good six year trench in proper full-fledged uh, agency work with we had clients all over the world. But of course, there's always the, the churn of people coming in, going in the organization and then uh, clients coming and going, you know, there's always that was there. So uh, after six years, I was getting burnt out. Like we were doing good projects, but I, I was, it was not fulfilling. It was not exciting as how it was when I started off the agency business. So I decided, okay, enough of yeah, trading my time for money. I'm doing a lot of work for others. I've done enough of service work. Now let's start to build product. And then I got into the digital product business. So it's been a, like from, uh, I basically tasted all the possible scenarios in a career, uh, be it uh, working in a small, uh, working in, a, in an institution like a college. That was my first job. Then I worked in uh, a small four member uh, startup, like in Dubai based company. And then that came back and we grew up and then I got to work in-house corporate into big names like Tata Tel and all of that. I, I interacted with all the senior management over there. So I got a taste of that world, lost my job. I got a taste of my own business and how, how difficult it is to actually, you know, kickstart a, a, like a boutique agency, growing it up and been through that journey of also firefighting and uh, dealing with people issues and all of that stuff uh, as a business owner running an agency. And I, I guess I needed all these experiences to, to do what I'm doing right now. So all the dots connected over here. Fantastic. Yes. I have uh, uh, two sub points actually, while you were talking about, you know, started yeah. dabbling with uh, different ideas from 2008 onwards, which means that uh, three years prior to doing the switch, you were actually getting ready mentally. Absolutely. And that's fantastic because unfortunately in the Indian corporate scenario, and this is something which I correlate very well actually with you, because I myself spent 22 years in the corporate world. And in 2018, I was actually thinking that, okay, enough of job, I need to do something on my own. Yes. And that really finally kicked, uh, kicked in in 2021. So it, I also took about three years to really do that. Um, so the reason why I'm bringing this topic here is that possibly a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers who are going to see this could be in their mid career or maybe in their early career. And the way world is shaping today, by 2030, 80% of the job profiles, what is going to be there, we don't even know them. That's the reality. That's number one. Number two, more than 50% of uh, jobs, repetitive jobs, will get automated by 2025, not even 2030. So young people who are in school and college right now, and you're dreaming about a, a job in, in a corporate world, 
I think should be also very careful and, and mindful of this, that most of you in your lifetime are going to see multiple number of contracts and may not be a full-time job. So it's a message, I think, to both uh, professionals who are currently working as well as young people to start developing about your ideas about what you really love to do, what is something which you love to do, start working on it and start developing on your strength right now. So that when the moment comes, you will be able to take that plunge like how Sid is and, and like how I have been trying to do, though I cannot say, compare myself as successful, but I have taken that plunge. Okay, so I think this is something which I thought I should bring out uh, on this. Uh, what do you say, Sid? Absolutely. It's, it's the skill sets that actually pay you. It is not the certificate or degrees. Even if people get into a job, they got to learn you know, on the job and really adapt uh, to that. So intellectual quotient to some, some extent is important, but I think today it's the adaptability quotient that is more important. Absolutely. And you also earlier mentioned that uh, now the new concept is learn and uh, keep learning. Yes. In fact, yes. In fact there's, uh, there's, I think, a, a good in interesting saying by uh, Ravi Kumar of Infosys. He says, the new world order today is learn, unlearn and learn again. True. And, and yes. that cycle has to continue. So that's mm. something which I thought I'll bring in. Great. Uh, now, moving on, uh, uh, Sid, you have uh, developed this new business uh, concept. Uh, tell us about the concept and how you developed it. What is the, uh, how the journey has been and what's the current scenario and yeah. what is your future plans? How, how big that, uh, that is going to be? Yeah. So the concept I developed uh, is called the freedom business model, like how to build a business without any office. And of course, without any employees to start off with, but as you're growing, like I have three employees working for me, we don't, but I work hundred percent from home. And this is only possible in a business model that involves knowledge. So it's more like a knowledge based business. It is not a typical business, uh, like an offline brick and mortar business. You know, there are uh, there are six, six or seven types of businesses that are there. Okay, first type of business is you have this manufacturing kind of businesses. It takes a lot of uh, people and place and infrastructure to set up. Then you have distribution based companies with that also requires people, place and, you know, geographical, uh, you know, considerations. Then you have a third kind of a business, which is a services oriented business. So that's what I was doing as a, you know, when I was doing my agency kind of business uh, where you're, you're, you're uh, creating a revenue out of the service that you provide to others, whatever may be the service. Uh, the fourth kind of business is the aggregator uh, kind of business model. Like if you look at all these platforms, like say Swiggy and all of this, like they, it's a technology based platform. They are just connecting the consumers with the product creators. And, but of course to develop something like this, you need to put a lot of money on development and marketing. It's, it's a different game altogether. And you know, many unicorns are also being created right now in that space. And then you have the franchise based business where you already have uh, ready-made system, let's say like a McDonald's or a spa franchise or something, you just go buy the business and you be a franchisee and you pay the franchisor some amount and then you you run it. But the, uh, the advantage of this is the learning curve, you don't need to go through a long learning curve, but there's still a high investment and the, the re recovery will take at least two or three years, depending on the nature of the business. So my business model is called the freedom business. Like it is none of these. It is how do you build a business? where you're not dependent on uh, too many people as less human components into the business and 
you're leveraging on digital products because anything to do with physical product requires manufacturing, shipping, logistics, and the whole you know, game that is there. So I started to develop this model around knowledge business. Now, now when it comes to knowledge, what can you sell as a knowledge? That's the next question everybody may have. So first is you can sell, uh, the easy thing is you can sell books. That's a knowledge product. Courses is a knowledge product. Consulting is a knowledge product. Uh, coaching is a knowledge product. So coaching could be like a shorter duration. Consulting is more long term. Maybe you're handholding somebody for a, you're a consultant, like a business consultant or a you know career consultant, things like that. So there is courses, coaching, consulting, and uh, books. And then, uh, so I started off with uh, selling courses. So my first one year, I was selling a course on how to launch. Like, how do you find your niche? This is where most people get stuck. Like they know mul multiple things, but they do not know how to select the topic. So there are six problems that people have. They have a business problem, career problem. Like in your case, you are solving the career problem. Then there is a money problem. There is relationship problems. There is, um, you know, creativity problems. So there's your yeah, business, career, money, relationships, health problems, and then creativity. It's these six problems. So if you can create courses or coaching or consulting models around one of these six macro niches, there is a lot of money to be made. Now, when I say macro, it means it's a, it's a very wide topic. So health is a very wide topic, but you got to go narrow it down. Like if you say you're a, just a health expert, that's okay. But if you say you're a, you're a super, you're a yoga specialist and you help mothers get back into shape after pregnancy using 3000 year old yoga techniques, that is super specialization, like specializing on solving one specific health problem, targeting one market. Okay. So that becomes, so my course first, I help people understand their positioning. Then the second part of the journey is help. I help them design uh, a course or a curriculum or a knowledge business around that. That's the second piece, the curriculum design. Then the third part of the journey is uh, the launch part. Like I actually help them go to market through digital marketing. So again, digital marketing is a wide topic. Like I'll start off with basic, you know, organic marketing, Facebook ads, you know, Google, sorry, not ads, Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, uh, posting on YouTube, even podcasting is one you know, fabulous way for you to establish your authority and attract the right kind of people. So I teach organic methods and then paid methods. And then uh, as they progress, as they launch, I get into very advanced things like automation, like complete automation. Like right now, I have uh, two or three webinars happening every single day. So even while I'm sleeping, somebody or the other is watching my webinar and they're buying my, my courses. And people think it is live. It's like live-like automated webinar. So that's like the ultimate level of freedom. But that to reach that level, you need to go through a lot of you know phases of launch. So what I've done is I've uh, got ideas from various different mentors. And I've developed a principle now where anybody can start, even if you've never done this before, you can start from scratch, take what you know, and make that into a, into a business, uh, freedom business model. And the key here is to not sell products. Do not sell it as a digital product. You sell it as a membership. So I'm basically creating an economy now, which is a knowledge-based membership economy with all my community members. So like in my community, I have like three levels of membership, silver, gold, and diamond membership. And I have a fourth level, quantum also. So rather than selling it, okay, here, buy my course. That's what Udemy is doing. That's what Coursera is doing, like all these platforms, but nobody completes those courses. The sad truth is only 5% of people complete uh, courses on Udemy. So to improve that uh, completion rate and success rate, which is the goal, it is not about me making money. It is about helping the students get results. That's the goal. If that has to happen, you, you, you sell it as a membership, a membership comprising of courses, coaching, 
community access, a challenge, you put them through a challenge and you give them a certification. I have a 5C model that I teach. So any topic, even if it's in your case career, uh, they, you can put, you can teach courses, you can do weekly coaching calls, you can put them through a 30 day challenge, you can give them a certification and you can give them access to a community where they can ask their questions. So when, when you position it like that, this is the five C's and pay a membership fee to come into this uh, community, people will jump in. So this is how I'm uh, helping all my students uh, develop a, a digital product, but it's not just a product, it is a membership and it's built around community. So when you bring people together and build communities, that's where the magic is. Otherwise, everybody can just go on YouTube and watch things. There's the, what's the speciality of, uh, I mean, people, the problem is there's too much of information and people don't lack information. What they lack is focused implementation and accountability and mentorship. And for that to happen, they need to be a part of a community. Just like I remember when, when I, I grew in my music career because I was surrounding myself with people with similar likes, like-minded people and interests and the learning was so much more fun. So I basically brought in all those elements what helped me grow in my uh, career and I in, put that into my community building formula and that's what I teach people do. So the beautiful thing is right now we have uh, uh, more than as of today I think more than 60 people who have crossed over one crore implementing the membership uh, knowledge membership model. Uh, we have more than 160 documented case studies of people who have done more than 3 lakhs implementing this model in all topics. Career, health, wealth, yoga, healing, uh, you know, marriage counseling, like you name it. In fact, there are some of them who are even teaching uh, Bollywood singing and stuff. And they've, they've been able to make, uh, you know, apply the same model. So my big vision is uh, in order to, uh, to fix our broken education system and employment system, it's all interconnected. In fact, I did, I did a podcast on this, you know, how to fix the broken. There are, I made a list of 10 things that the problem in the education system is there. And, and of course, that continues into the employment system because it's, it's, all, uh, it's all interconnected. So the only way to fix this problem, uh, and what is the problem? The problem is uh, the lag time. By the time something gets approved and gets into a curriculum and, you know, the whole process, things keep changing so fast. So in one sense, I want to re revive our Gurukul system but with a different avatar. Our Gurukul system, we had a master, the kids, everyone would go to the master. It was more like community and based on their aptitude, skill sets, not their birth, they would be put into different segments of society, either administration or business or support or intelligence. Yeah. So the society was flourishing so well in the pre-British era, I guess, and the Gurukul era. India was the number one economy in the world because it was based on the on that foundation and of course Britishers brought the education system as you know it today in 1900s to make more people employable because of the industrial era it did its job but now I think after Covid especially uh, it's a it, the trajectory of the world is changing and things are changing so fast and the great resignation as you know is happening also right now so people are not having fulfilled jobs because they they didn't got, get into the, they didn't have fulfilled uh, career. They did not have fulfilled in, in the education system. Somebody, yeah. their uncle or auntie would have told them, go and do CA. They have gone, went and did it. And then after, after 10, 15 years, they realized this is not my cup of tea. And that's why health problems and everything else comes. So what I'm trying to do is, uh, I want to re revive the, that old, old system that we had uh, in a new form, a new avatar called as a digital communities or digital islands of knowledge. And the big vision is by 2030, I want to help uh, 1 million people create their own digital ecosystem. Like I have my own ecosystem. Let's say India Career Center, you have your own ecosystem with your students. And if you can create all these different, like millions of ecosystems on specific problems that uh, we are trying to solve, I think the, the parents, 
the, of the future, I'm saying 10 years down the line, they will start rethinking on formal education. Just like even I have two boys, I'm rethinking. I'm not really, I've not put them into formal education. They're going through Montessori and, and I'm homeschooling them right now. Okay, and, and of course, if they have to learn some new skills, I can always put them into one of these ecosystems. And of course, it's now it's going to be a combination of hybrid. Online is great for reach. Offline is good for intimacy and learning like more tactical things. So my big vision is to, uh, number one is to help empower 1 million people create their own ecosystem so that we can redefine education employment system. In other words, uh, and another part of the vision is to create more nation builders. Uh, I pay my taxes on time. I just got a certificate from the government that you know I paid my taxes. I want to create more such entrepreneurs who are nation builders and who can build communities and you know contribute to the economy of, of India. India is poised to be a next superpower, but unless these elements are fixed, more leaders are emerging from our country and uh, who are doing this not out of any self selfish interest. They are actually building and nurturing communities and solving problems. You know, unless that gets into the DNA of every leader, uh, we are not going to see the country progress. And of course, value system, uh, code of honor, code of ethics. Like these are the, some of the important elements I inject into every member who comes through our community right from day one. So that's the big vision to make India the next big superpower by uh, creating a new breed of teachers and leaders. And uh, it's like, if I can push one button that can solve all the problems in the world, it is creating more leaders. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do, yeah. Fantastic. And I think that's very important and very relevant uh, because uh, if we look at uh, today's uh, young population, children born between 1997 and 2011, they constitute 36 crore Mm. And that's a huge number. And Amazing. obviously the traditional jobs may not be really enough to give the uh, you know, meaningful engagement for all these 36 crore. I'm really worried because a couple of my children are also part of that cohort. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, what we need to look at obviously is to really look at how we can find out what is the real strength of the child and where they can do well and 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 also take help of uh, all the million uh, new digital teachers of uh, siddharth including india career center who can really contribute uh, to 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 grow this uh, young india and and make sure that uh, we have the demographic advantage and not really a disaster if we don't take care actually absolutely so that's how that's yeah. how i would like to put it so I think we have uh, tried to cover most of the points um, uh, which I thought I will uh, ask you. Um, the last point which I thought I'll ask you is uh, how do you see um, it's going to impact the future of work uh, and what is the advice you have for especially people who are in the uh, schools, I think, uh, or what would be your advice to them? Because uh, while your system is good, great when it comes to um, teaching people who have little bit of knowledge, domain knowledge, but people who are still in school and they're still learning the basics, what what would be your advice to them? Interestingly, uh, Shiv, uh, I have a nine-year-old who launched his own course and he teaches uh, other kids on how they can learn faster. Fantastic. Yeah. And so actually it's not to do with age and, and domain expertise like kids actually pick up so much at a young age. Like if I, when I spend time with my son, I ask him, what's, 
what's in your world, what's going on. And he has so much to share, like what's on YouTube and which influencers is he following, why are they following and, and new skills. So uh, I think our young generation are like far ahead of us uh, when it comes to the amount of information that they have at their fingertips, which is why I feel some of them are disengaged in school because that's still very slow for them compared to, you know, the amount of information that they're getting outside. So coming back to it, uh, you know, what advice I would give is uh, first, I would like to give advice to the parents, okay, because this is not a, a problem of the children. It is more of a parenting thing. Uh, because the paradigms in which all of you parents have been born in, uh, that paradigm is not going to match the future world. You know, like you just mentioned, 2030, we don't even know what kind of jobs are going to be there. So how can the education system, I mean, what planning are they doing to, because we don't even know what that's going to be. So parents are still thinking in terms of engineering and IIT and this and that. Uh, but the thing is, the world is changing so fast. Yes, some of these institutions will still you know, have a high regard like the MITs and the Harvards and all. I mean, people are going there more for the network, you know, and for the proximity to the, the new ideas that you know, it's like a melting pot of ideas in the Silicon Valley and stuff like that. So it has those advantages. But uh, the first advice I want to give for parents is to be open to allowing your children uh, to, to do what they like. Uh, there's a book I was reading called Range. Okay, on how some of the, the most successful people in the world today have had a range of various experiences and not like specialists right from day number one. So uh, my suggestion is to allow your children to explore during this phase whether and make it holistic. For example, there has to be a sport, there has to be a, a creative element like music, there has to be a, a logical side like mathematics or Vedic math, something like that. Uh, and then, of course, the language part. So these are the main, I would say, the core fundamentals that we all need. And along with this, if you can start to look at what are they, their, where are they, uh, their aptitude is, like in what skill sets. Like for me, at 18, I realized, okay, music is my thing. And I, like I took it like, like sponge to water, just went in so fast because I was in the right environment and I loved what I was doing. So if you can give those kind of experiences to your kids, as they go through a range of different experiences, they will start to connect the dots. Like for me, I just kept connecting the dots from one career to the next. And I'm, I have to thank my parents for not really, you know, putting me down. They, they were open. They was like, okay, you want to do this? Go and do this. They, were, they allowed me to explore, which is why, you know, it, it has become to what it is today. So the first advice I would give is to, is to all the parents not to be stereotype and to allow your children to be, to do what they really want. Uh, based on where their passion area is and of course the value system also needs to be inculcated in whatever way and form at a young age and uh, the advice to the kids is uh, i mean all of you here who are watching if you're uh, below the age of say 15 or things like that uh, the only thing i would say is your mind has more power than you think you have okay the, there's a lot of power in the mind over here so Whatever ideas you have, just see if you can go ahead and explore those ideas and also see how you can build up your skill sets. See, for me, I learned audio editing, video editing, uh, website building, I, all these very relevant skills that which will be, which I was able to implement into my business right now. Like, even, even though I have teams working for me right now, I outsource, but if something goes wrong in my business, let's say some website, something goes wrong, I can go and actually fix it. So I would like all of you to think about how you can be hands on in technology and skills. And so that later on, you'll be able to, as you're growing in your career, you'll be able to, you know, work with teams and also get others to do it for you. So 
Number one is the power of the mindset. Number two is the power of uh, skill sets. And number three is you got to learn tool sets. Tool sets, there are many tools to achieve uh, different, different goals. Like for example, in your case, if you're doing career counseling, you may have some tools like psychometric analysis. Yeah. Some, there are All these are different tool sets that are there. And these tools can keep evolving over time. So once you're able to focus on skill sets, mind, mindset, skill sets, and tool sets, and make that as your theme, you can always move to a new topic. Like maybe in 2030, there, there'll be a need for more, uh, you know, metaverse, uh, you know, 3D visualizers. Okay. So you got to like quickly move and see how you can pick up the, you understand the mindset, you, you hone those skill sets, learn those softwares and tools so that you can start to create more things. So ultimately it comes down to, uh, you know, creativity and, uh, and how you can see that that's what makes us, uh, you know, different from the you know, from technology, technology can do things to a particular extent, AI and all of this can, machine learning is doing a lot of learning right now, it can do some things. But what makes us different from the machines is our ability to imagine yeah. and think. And I think if we, uh, all of you children, all of you here watching can just do more of that or expand your creative horizon, you'll be valuable in the world. If you're just doing repetitive work, it'll be re you'll be replaced by, by some tech. So that's, that's my message. Yes. And what, what would be your advice to people who are already in their careers, their early career or mid career? Uh, I know in India, uh, taking up a side hustle is not so easy. Unfortunately, mm. it is not allowed uh, in the corporate world also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I guess uh, uh, these are the times where adaptability is very, very much required and learning new things is important. True. So what, what would be your advice to them? So definitely like how I give the parent advice and then the children advice. I think my first advice would be the corporate heads to, you know, they need to think that they, they need to be aware that the world is changing really fast and they can't look at every employee just as some number on their Excel sheet. They need to understand that every person has their own dreams and aspirations. And of course, as long as it does not, you know, come in the way of the company's, uh, you know, bigger visions and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think, uh, for those of you who are in the mid-career, you're in this zone and you are probably you have, you have you have maybe clocked in 10, 20 years in the corporate world and now you're seeing the world change and maybe you're feeling a sense of, you know, uh, FOMO or missing out or insecurity or something, right? Like the world is changing so fast. The best thing to do is to, is to get into one of these digital uh, ecosystems and get into learning and relearning. Like think that you're, you're back in... Uh, You've just finished your 12th standard and you're getting into a degree course and pick up courses and just keep learning new courses and be a part of the communities. Because when you're in that zone of learning is, is when you will start to get new ideas. In fact, most of my community members, uh, Shiva, are, are 35 plus. Most of them are 35 plus who are uh, in the same demographic, 35 to 50, who are put in a lot of... I, I hardly target uh, the millennials that much, even in my promotions and, and marketing. So most of them are in this space. So, and many of them are seeing uh, phenomenal transformations. Uh, like recently I, I interviewed somebody in my hall of fame. Uh, he's, he worked in the corporate world for many years. He comes from a farming background, 150 kilometers from Hyderabad. He has his own family farm. Now he's gone back to the farm. He's making around two to three lakh rupees per month through digital coaching and rest of the day, five days a week, he's farming. Great. Okay. So things like this really are, it's, a, it's amazing to see how, uh, people are able to redefine themselves and go back to their roots, leveraging this. So the advice that I have for all of you who are in the mid career is to 
just uh, keep in mind that your past does not mean anything as you're stepping into the future. And all that matters is today and what new skills, again, mindset, skill set, tool sets will, will be the same thing that I, I would give the same advice to you because it's a lifelong learning journey and you'll keep evolving. And just because you've studied something doesn't mean that you've got to do the same thing. Uh, yeah. Just be open. Yeah. And lastly, before I let you go, uh, I would I want you to talk about your book. Yeah. Uh, my book, uh, You Can Coach, is, uh, you know, people say it's like the Bible for the training and coaching industry, but it has taken me over 10 years of trying and testing many things before I wrote this book. So uh, it has nine chapters where I've covered how to plan, launch, and grow a knowledge business from scratch. And I give a lot of uh, recipes and templates like curriculum design recipes, how many different niches. Like in the first two chapters itself, you'll be able to find your topic and how you can go deep into it. And the second part of the book, I have interviews, 22 interviews with industry leaders like Jack Canfield, Dr. John D. Martini. Again, both of them were from the movie, The Secret. And uh, I also have an interview by uh, Blair Singer, who's one of my mentors. And the foreword for the book was written by uh, Brian Tracy. So it, I'm really honored to have such names in the book. And those of you, uh, if you've not got a copy, just pick it up. And it'll be a pretty interesting read. It's 648 pages. It's a big one. But uh, look, no, go through it like a textbook, you know, and yeah. take it at your own pace. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we will share that in these show notes uh, so that uh, people can actually, uh, you know, pick up those books and your, and also look at your website, your, your courses, online courses, uh, and they can always probably join one of your uh, yeah, uh, I would like to give webinars. A yeah, I would like to give a free gift uh, for your community. Uh, I have a course called Digital Coach Blueprint. It's an 11-part video course, mm -hmm. which you can finish it in three hours. Like the three hours sitting in one sitting, you can finish it. Uh, where I cover like uh, the foundation of how to uh, become a digital coach. So I'll give you the link, Shiv, and then you can actually share that with your community sure. as my gift to the, your audience. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Uh, so you're trying to keep that uh, tradition of giving. So thanks a lot, uh, Siddharth. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've come to the end of this uh, conversation, though I can speak for hours together with Sid, but I know that he's a busy man. He has got a lot of commitments and which is why I have to let him go uh, so that he can engage with other stakeholders. Uh, Sid, it was fantastic talking to you and I'm sure we will uh, pull you into this conversation many times in future as well. And, and really enlighten our uh, guests, our, our uh, viewers and listeners. Thank you so much uh, for investing your time today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way. We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So, see you soon with a new topic and help you in your career journey.